the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now. Go to wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just set the sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit with $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Good evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time it is for you people, everybody, and welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, joining you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, up on the northeast coast of England. Today is Wednesday, July the 13th, and we are here to handicap a slate of games in MLB for Thursday July the 14th, uh, we've got a little three-way going tonight. First up is the OG. Um, if it wasn't for bad luck, he'd have no luck at all lately. Uh, Mr. Munaf Manji, how are you doing? Oh, what's going on, Malcolm? It's uh, It's been a rough... Yesterday, well, the, my picks yesterday really had some bad luck. I'll tell you that much, and then we'll get to the soccer this morning, but... I had the over in the Twins and the Brewers game, and there was like five different like rain delays in that game. There was one point I was watching the game. There's one point where the umpires decided to like uh, shut it down because of the rain, and then the the grounds crew rolled out the tarp, and like w- once they were done getting it off the off of the thing, whatever for whatever it's called, the rain completely stopped, and the poor guys had to like roll it back up. And get off the field, and they started within another five minutes. So that game ended six to three, and ended up pushing. I don't need to get into the Yankees because I'm pretty sure everybody knows what happened in that game. I took a <laughs> minus two and a half, three uh, zero going into the ninth, and they lose the game four to three. So that's the day it's kind of. But I will say I'm off to a four zero start today. Yeah, we've got a, a couple of things I need to pick your uh, pick your brains about Moon off in a little while, but uh, we will introduce our. Third leg uh, this evening, uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you? Oh, it's great to be with you boys today. Coming off a great uh, five and five day, but I was up one unit yesterday. Started the day three and zero. Was on the Detroit Tigers plus money. Didn't come through. Royals wind up winning, but I'm wearing my shirt, Malcolm, because of all the disrespect that I've gotten this week. Mets. Everyone said they were done. Braves are a better team. You favor their pitching matchup. And what did we do? We went into Atlanta. We took two or three going into the All-Star break. So I'm feeling good. My team's feeling good. Yeah, that's a uh, lovely little momentum builder, that for the New York Mets. It's a, it was a big series, I felt. I think but you could see or you could sense that both clubs felt that it was a quite a pivotal series as well. And the Mets have laid down a marker there. Um Moon after obviously the New York Yankees that made me laugh last night because like I say you've been your looks been absolutely horrible and then last night that was the my through the night radio game and I woke up at about four a.m. just as the commentator said um, that was a hell of a rally 
the Cincinnati Reds win four to three. And that's all I heard, fell back asleep. Um, then I caught up with the rest of it this morning. <laughs> and I, I thought, when you, I saw the little four in the box score, I thought, oh, maybe a walk-off grand slam or something. But no, it was a walk-off, what was it? Walk, walk, hit by pitch, pass ball. It was just horrible to watch. It must have been, it was like death by a thousand paper cuts watching that. You should be thanking me because I, you originally had the Yankees run line minus one. Yeah, I know. I had to, as your I had to pivot because the, uh, the the line was too short, so I changed yeah. it and picked a winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just uh, I think a lot of people. I don't know for what it is. Are it's kind of been up and down for this past couple of weeks in baseball. I don't know what's going on, but um, it's a new day. You know, like I said today, we're all, I'm off to a pretty good start. Hopefully, that can carry into the rest of the. Uh, pod today and then rest of the week so uh, ready to talk about some games but we did have some news uh or do you want to get to the soccer stuff or do you want to talk about the news that we got this morning well yeah very briefly that we're we're all in we're in mourning already today on the uh, mlb gambling podcast we're already behind i got some information earlier on that the switzerland women's football team all had the shits and that <laughs> there would be no that there would be no match for the swedish women's football team um so we all piled on the handicap um and Sweden could not put that game to bed. They got in front, Switzerland equalised. Sweden got 2-1 up. And then goal after goal after goal. Um, they lost two, two goals were disallowed for offside, ruled out by the VAR. Uh, and Sweden missed chance after chance after chance. So I feel like um, I'm slightly uh, in debt to Munaf and Noah. <laughs> who I think both took it. And I thought there was a couple of lads in the, uh, in the soccer discord as well. Uh, Joel Meyer was over there and they had a small interest as well. So I do apologise, Munaf. Uh, I said that's a couple of pizza bits um, that I owe you. Uh, yeah, but the baseball news you're talking about, I guess, Munaf, is the uh, sacking of Charlie Montoya at Toronto. Yeah, um, I think uh, a lot of, not just Toronto fans, uh, we got Dylan's thoughts on this obviously as well, but it just felt like that there was going to be a time, like there was two managers that were kind of in the talks that they needed to get sacked, right? One was Charlie Montaya of the Toronto Blue Jays, and then the other one is obviously, we've been talking about this from last season, Tony La Russa, <laughs> who, who needs to get sacked. So uh, Blue Jays made the move today. Uh, we'll see what happens with the team. And I, this can go both ways, Malcolm. I know we were talking about a lot this uh, offline before we got on here, that the Toronto Blue Jays are just dealing with so many injuries to their their pitching rotation, right? We Talked about how Kevin Gossman's gonna was out. He's supposed to be back on uh, Thursday for his start, um, and then you know uh, Ryu, who's he's been in and out of the rotation. Kikuchi got off to a pretty decent start, at least by his standards, but he's regressed back to the Kikuchi that we've been seeing. So there's really been a lot of injury. The bullpen hasn't been healthy or, or that good either for the Toronto Blue Jays outside of Jordan Romano. So um, there's a lot of talent on this team, and uh, we were talking about um, uh, Joe Mangan fired that. The Angels are only really two guys that are quality guys on that team, Otani and Trout. But this Toronto team has a lot of um, a lot of talent on this team. And we'll see what happens if this is a rallying point for the Toronto Blue Jays. But I thought this was certainly worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, Dylan. You see, did, I can never quite work this out as far as I think from my perspective all the way over here is what effect or what difference a manager makes. Obviously, my, I'm from a football background, EPL, and the manager, their stamp 
their personality. It's all over the football team. They play in a certain way, whether it's possession, whether it's three at the back, five at the back formation. You can't do that in baseball. Um, but there are, I'm, I'm guessing it's things like bullpen changes and you can make decisions whether to steal bases or play small ball, etc. But if you're just running out your best lineup and your best pitching rotation all the time, then what effect does the manager have? Because the White Sox were great last year, despite Tony La Russa. Um, they're not doing very well this year and Tony La Russa's in the barrel for it. Uh, we saw the Phillies sack the manager and go 20-something in 10. We saw the Angels sack their manager and go the exact other way. So what's the exact difference it makes uh, that's not too big a question yeah so from what I've realized watching baseball my whole life it doesn't matter how many great calls or great decisions you make the ones that are questioned by the, the top the, the GM and the owner and some of the bad losses that the organization has had those are the ones that are always going to be remembered by them so I think some bad losses he ha the Toronto Blue Jays had this year, some questionable calls. Uh, there, there's even there's some rumors I read there about the leadership in the clubhouse. So, and that all gets put on the manager, whether that's right or not. We're not here to debate that. I, I just think that I don't know. I, I feel like it was kind of premature. It was it was in the marking that it was going to happen eventually. Uh, I'm surprised Tony La Russa hasn't gotten fired before. Uh, this was his name, Charlie. Charlie How do you pronounce Montoya. his last name? Montoya. Montoya. Yeah. So I don't know if the playoffs started right now, they would be in it. Uh, they're only a mm -hmm. game and a game and a half in the wild card spot. So I guess just enough isn't enough. You know, you you gotta always want, you always gotta improve more. You always gotta show a little more. And I think that he just didn't do that. And with the with the lineup they have and the, all the talent. You need to show more. Expect you were favored to win the division, and now you're third. So it just wasn't enough, and it's sad. Um, I don't know if you noticed uh, Tony Larusa's masterpiece last night. Uh, walked Jose Ramirez on an <laughs> 0 and 1 count uh, for the second time he's done that this season. Yeah, I can't remember which Dodger it was. He walked a Dodger, I think, on a 1 and 2 count. Um, and everyone just scratched their heads. And he did it last night um, on a 0-1 count, walked towards Zero Beavers, which was baffling. But yeah, Tony's got a Tony, so... All yeah, right, let's turn our attention to this game, uh, this slate of games for Thursday, July the 14th. Um, now, from our point of view, from a handicapping point of view, it's a bit of an ugly one, this, because um, there's a load of lines missing. There's 13 games, and I think we've got lines for maybe eight of them. Yeah. Uh, which means we're missing five. Um, TBD pitchers are to blame in maybe three spots. Um, the weather might be to blame at the Chicago Cubs. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of a mess. So um, I really struggle to pick more than, to make more than four or five picks on this. So maybe you boys have got some better info than me, but we, we, we'll go through with as we do. We'll plot our way through uh, and we'll try and fetch out uh, any nuggets that we can. But yeah, it just seems a really unusual state that, because we are going relatively late as well. We're, we're well inside 24 hours away from the first pitch um, and there's quite a lot of stuff uh, still to be decided. So uh, we will crack on um, and see where we end up um, in 45 minutes time or so. Um, the 12-10 Eastern first pitch is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Miami Marlins, which is Zach Thompson going for Pittsburgh and Braxton Garrett goes for the Marlins, who are a minus 159 favourite. P 
Pittsburgh are plus 136, totally set at seven and a half. Zach Thompson is three and six, has a 438 ERA, has pitched 63 and two thirds with 47 strikeouts. Braxton Garrett is one and three with a 433 ERA, 35 and one third pitched with 29 strikeouts. Um, Thompson in his last five has a 304 ERA. He's given up two earned runs in each of his last four starts. Um, relatively short starts. Um, Normally goes four and two thirds or five, and that's about his limit. Um, the biggest concern I found for Thompson was his road ERA here of five twenty seven. Um, Braxton Garrett for Miami is exactly what we thought he was going to be, which is bang average. Um, the lines that you see um, are pretty much what you're going to get out of him. I think that that middle four ERA. Um, there was nothing to split these pitches particularly. Um, and I thought at the prices, and I know Moonaf's going to smirk again, because I've been taking the Pittsburgh Pirates a lot recently, uh, but they have won four in a row. Miami have lost two in a row. Um, and I think uh, Pittsburgh can go well again here. Uh, so I'll take the Pirates at plus 136, Moonaf. Yeah, I think the one thing that if you kind of go, actually go through the game log for exact Thompson is that he only had a two, I think it was back in April, where the ERA on his, at least his road ERA is really inflated because uh, in April, two starts, uh, one against the Brewers, he gave up six earned runs. And then he had that, uh, the Pirates had that 21 nothing loss against the Cubs back in April as well, where he gave up uh, four earned runs, but nine runs overall. Uh, but since then, he's been pretty solid on the road. It's really just a bullpen that is coming up uh, or coming in for the Pirates and just kind of blowing it up for them uh, in these road games. So if you like the Pirates, I'll probably look at Zach Thompson first five. And then if they are up, um, maybe look at Marlins at a live once Zach Thompson is pulled out of this game. But um, yeah, there's no, you're right, Malcolm. There's nothing really that, that could really differentiate with uh, between these two pitchers. Braxton Garrett, 0-2 in his last five games, 4.44 ERA in five starts. He's given up 13 earned runs. Um, the Marlins have lost three out of his last five starts at home, 0-1 with a 5.63 ERA. So I would probably maybe look at Pirates' first five innings money line in this game, and then if they are actually up, I'd probably come back and see if I can get a live line on the Marlins. Okay, so uh, moving off likes the old switcheroo. Dylan, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I like the over seven and a half in this one. Uh, I made my line 8.4. Uh, I do think there is some value here with the Pirates, so I do like that play. But I think there's going to be a little revenge factor. Zach Thompson is uh, facing his old team, but his road ERA does scare me a little. Uh, I think we'll see plenty of runs. He's given up two or more runs in every one of his starts. Now with Garrett, he's had his worst outing at home this season against the Giants, so I'm going to fade both pitchers and root for a lot of runs, and I do like the Pirates play. I do think there's value there. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a 310 Eastern first pitch between the San Diego Padres and the Colorado Rockies. Blake Snell goes for San Diego, and for Colorado, it will be Kyle Freeland, uh, two left-handed pitchers here on the mound. San Diego minus 132, Colorado plus 113, totally yes, set at 11 and a half. Uh, moving up, we'll throw this across to you. San Diego at Colorado. Yeah, Blake Snell on the mound here for the Padres. One and five with a 4.66 ERA over his last five starts. One and two with a 3.95 ERA. Uh, he has faced Colorado twice already this season. He's 0-1 in that situation with a 5.06 ERA. 
Uh, ten and two thirds innings pitched against the Colorado Rockies this season. He's allowed six earned runs overall. Uh, walked six guys. Um, he had a great outing in his last start against the San Francisco Giants. But you know, we've talked about a lot of that over this this past week and in the previous week as well, that the San Francisco Giants offense has just really been struggling last night. I know they got the victory against uh, Dallas Keiko, but I think that's a, 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 an outlier because Dallas Keiko has been struggling uh, to say the least this season. But um, in the two starts against the Colorado Rockies this season, he has lost both or the Padres have lost both of those starts um, in Colorado. He went four and two thirds of an inning, gave up five hits, Four earned runs, five runs overall. Did walk four guys. Uh, did want to shout out to, uh, to uh, Noah. He's been on the Blake Snell uh, walks uh, prop bet. So I think this might be another area that if it is at, oh, if it's if it is one and a half again, uh, you probably want to take a look at taking the over for um, Blake Snell. But Kyle Freeland, he's starting for the um, Colorado Rockies. Uh, he is four and seven on the season so far with a four point seven. 4.70 ERA. The last five games, two and two. The ERA is high at 5.34. He has faced the Padres twice this season as well. The uh, Rockies are 2 and 0 in that situation, where his ERA is a little lower at 4.15. At home this season, 3 and 3 with a 5.23 ERA. Um, this all kind of just points me to take a look at the over in this game. I know a lot of the, the games so far between these two teams have been on the lower end, but I think this might be a spot, especially with a left-handed pitcher on the mound for the Rockies, where they've been really good, uh, that they can score some runs here against Blake Snell. So I'm a, I like the over in this game, and I also do like the Colorado Rockies. Uh, so also with that, then you probably want to take a look at the Colorado Colorado Rockies team total over, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, Captain Insano, good evening, is in the uh, in the chat. Um, likes Noah's um, Snell over on the walks. Um, got some numbers on that. His last five starts... Um, Snell's gone two four two four two in terms of walks. He's had four career starts at Colorado as well, and has gone three three two and four. Um, so that looks like a very wise move. Um, I th- when I looked at this earlier on, the total was set at twelve, and that seemed a lot. Um, even though I wanted to, I wanted to take the over. Blake Snell's had four um, career starts at Colorado, as I just mentioned, has an ERA of six point five. Um, in those starts. Um, the line has now moved to 11 and a half. Uh, Kyle Freeland's poor at home as well. What I wrote down here was, but I'll need to ask you boys a question, is the first five over, I think we could get some runs uh, early off Snell and Freeland. And it might just settle down after that. But with a total of 11 and a half, what would the first five total be, boys? Six and a half. Yeah, I was going to say five and a half or six, something like that. Okay, right, yeah. I'll take that. It's something I don't do very often. I, I'm, I'll often take a first five under uh, if I like the two starting pitches. But a first five over doesn't get on my radar. Uh, but yeah, I'll t- let's uh, let's go off off road a little bit and I'll take first five over um, with Snell and Freeland, giving up a few runs uh, between them. Uh, Dylan, what was your play on this? Home puppy, Malcolm. I'll take a. I'm. I took a <laughs> shot with the Padres a few nights ago. Didn't work out. I, I'm gonna have to lay off them for a while. Just something's not right with this team. They lost again last night. It just seems like the Rockies just have their number this season. So the Rockies, they've they've been in, able to score some runs recently. So I, I think they'll be able to get to Snell, especially early on. That's why I do like that first five over. I as for the total, I did set my line at eleven point seven. So I do like at eleven and a half. Twelve just seemed a little high for me, but at plus one fifteen, I'll take a shot with the home puppy here. 
next up, 7.05 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals. Kyle Wright is the pitcher for Atlanta and Anibal Sanchez goes for Washington. Um, I only have... Oh, no, I don't. Um, I've got everything here. Uh, Atlanta are a prohibitive minus 221. Washington plus 187. Totally a set at 9.5. I thought this was a hard game to handicap, Dylan. Uh, how did you fare uh, looking at this one? Yeah, I probably won't have any action on this game, but for the show, I'll take the Braves minus 1.5. you got to get some value here somehow. I think you just got to continue to fade the Nationals until after the All-Star break. The Braves just swept them last week. They lost again to the today against the Mariners, and the the Nationals closed at the favorite. So I, I don't understand, uh, but they won't see my money. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Braves here minus one and a half. Uh, Moon uh, Atlanta at Washington. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, what Dylan is saying here. I don't want to lay the big price here with the uh, Atlanta Braves either. Uh, I'm not comfortable taking the run line either uh, with Kyle Wright on the mound. Uh, he did have a good start against the Nationals in his last start, but they only won that game 4-3. to three. But, uh, you know, with Sanchez on the mound here for the uh, Washington Nationals, I believe this is his first appearance this season, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see how he fares, and then we'll probably uh, maybe either back him or fade him. Uh, going forward for the Washington Nationals because last year I think this was a guy that we were fading Malcolm. So uh, no official play for me on this. I would just lean with the Braves. Uh, maybe a money line parlay piece uh, if you go for the parlay betters with the Braves money line here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Sanchez has been out for a long time uh, with injury. He comes back tomorrow. I don't think he's pitched in uh, nearly two years. Um, but yeah, when he did, he sucked anyway. I don't know how far we'll get into the game tomorrow. He might just be uh, two, maybe three innings, but whatever way, and it's not very original or exciting, but Atlanta run line was the only conclusion you could draw. Um, we might get proved wrong. Something like um, happened with the Reds and Yankees last night, but there's no way you can bet uh, anything else unless you look for some Atlanta props or team totals, things like that. But it has to be Atlanta in some form or another. Um, 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Yankees. Well, why, why are you uh, giggling? <laughs> oh mate my heart bleeds for you uh, Luis Castillo goes for the Cincinnati Reds and Nasty Nesta Cortez the lefty goes for the New York Yankees uh, Cincinnati are plus 177 uh, a fraction of the price uh, they won at last night New York Yankees are minus 207 totally are a set at 8 uh, Castillo is 3-5 and five, 292 ERA has pitched 71 innings with 74 punches Cortez is 7-3, and three, 274 ERA, has pitched 88.2 innings with 95 strikeouts. Um, Castillo's in good form, uh, 253 ERA in his last five, uh, 225 road ERA. Um, he gave up four runs against the Dodgers. Uh, it was pretty much as dodgy as start, but that's the LA Dodgers. Uh, he's been perfectly serviceable against... Other decent sides, Tampa Bay and Atlanta, he's managed to hold um, to just one run or less. So, yeah, no problem with Castillo here at all. Um, Cortez is just struggling a little bit. It's almost symptomatic of the Yankees seem to be crying out a little bit for this all-star break. Um, Jameson Tyone struggling. We saw them We saw them lose a few kind of unfortunate games or unusual circumstances. Um, 
Cortez has given up four end runs twice in three end runs in three of his last five starts. Um, he's had a few short starts as well. Like I say, they're just stumbling towards this um, all-star break, the Yankees. They need to regroup a little bit. Um, I do think the Yankees will win this um, not very... Richard, I had this written down at minus 165 earlier on, so that's good. Um, what I've got written down here is a first five under. Uh, I think Castillo can keep it close. Um, he's been going okay, and I do like Cortez. So, yeah, we, we'll take a we'll take a bit of a pitch in duel early on and go with the first five under here. Uh, Dylan, the Reds at the Yankees. Can the Reds do it again? I don't know. I'm going to go back to the well here. Another boring play, but I got to take the Yankees minus one and a half. Uh, I was able to get a plus 125 on the run line. At, at plus 110, I see right now, I still like it. Any sort of plus price, I think, is a good play. Uh, the Yankees, they had that game the other night, and the Reds, they pulled off a miracle. I, I could bet that that won't happen again. Uh, as you said, the Yankees are uh, trotting out Nasty, Na- Nasty Nestor, uh, and he's been lights out at home. The Yankees haven't lost a single game he's pitched at home this season. So with all the success at home with the little revenge factor against a, a team that shouldn't be in the ball game with this Yankee club, I'll take the Yankees to bounce back here. Minus one and a half at plus 125. Okay. Uh, so Yankees uh, for Dylan. It's a first five under for Captain Insano. Uh, Moon, how are you getting your money back on this one? Yeah, I agree with you guys about the under in this game. I think we have two great pitchers here on the mound. Um, Dylan hit the nail on the head that Cortez has been tremendous at home at Yankee Stadium for the uh, New York Yankees. Uh, haven't lost a single start this season when he's uh, on the mound. So um, I like the under. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a Reds team total under, but I agree about your under in the first five as well, Malcolm. So, um, you're not going to get anything different from me on the or an argument against me about the plays that you guys do have. Maybe if you want to parlay um, the Atlanta Braves with the New York Yankees money line here, I think that may be a, a for the parlay players maybe something to put together. Absolutely. Okay, so we can't we can't get one right, but we're confident getting two. I like that Moonaf. Uh, DJ DJ move from Moonaf the machine. Seven oh seven Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, now I've got less than nothing for this game at all. Uh, just as we're about to start to record, Moonaf reckons we've got Carlos Hernandez and Kevin Gorsman going. Um, I can't confirm that. I haven't seen. Either pitch, I've seen no lines at all. Um, so I'll pass this across to Moonaf and uh, anything you want to tell us, you can. Otherwise, we can skirt on to the next game. Yeah, I think this is another conversation piece that we were having offline was, is to, do we back the Blue Jays? I mean, not relevant anymore because it's a Thursday pod. Do we wait? Do we back them on the day of the manager got fired or do we wait? And I think me and Dylan were in agreement that we probably want to wait till Thursday, kind of see what happens because – the Phillies did face, or the Blue Jays did face uh, Zach Wheeler on Wednesday night. So with Kevin Gossman, this was what I'm seeing returning for the, <coughs> sorry for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think that might be the spot where I want to get beyond the Blue Jays run line here. Maybe um, I know he's coming back off the IL, and Carlos Hernandez has not been very good so far this season for the um, uh, for the Kansas City Royals. 0 and three with a 9.10 ERA. I think that. You know, this might be a rallying point for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays to start, you know, winning some ball games. You're building some momentum going into the All-Star break. Uh, Kevin Gossman, 6-6 six and six on the season with a 2.86 ERA. Uh, he has struggled a little bit at home this season, but the ERA is still respectable at 3.77. 
Um, records are, are even at three and three at, at home and three and three on the road. So um, I'm going to take a stab here with the Toronto Blue Jays run line. I know we don't have a price out here, but I think this is going to be a, a, a huge get up spot for the um, for the Toronto Blue Jays with their uh, quote unquote ace back on the mound for them and Kevin Gossman. Okay, Dylan, uh, new manager bounce, you think, for Toronto? Yeah, I think the team's going to come out spirited. They always do, no matter what sport. After the uh, manager gets hosed, they always come out spirited. They come out fighting. Uh, I would just worry, I mean, depending on what they come out, if it is Gosman versus Hernandez, which I think it is, that's why I scheduled Anything mi- minus 140 or lower, I think you got to take a shot with the Blue Jays on the run line. I think they're going to open up a big favorite. Maybe you want to look towards an over if it's eight and a half, nine. You look over there, but there's no way I could back the Royals here on the road, especially after the, they just fired their coach. Uh, I'd probably be on the Blue Jays run line as well. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry, go, go, go ahead. Finish. I had something, a note to add, but go ahead. I was just going to say I've got absolutely nothing on this game whatsoever. So uh, you crack on, Muna. So I know we, we talk about the the vaccination thing that Toronto does have, and this is from Underdog MLB, and I'm not sure how accurate it is. I just want to throw this out there that it says status alert, Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benatendi, Hunter Dozier, uh, MJ Melendez, Brady Singer, Brad Keller, uh, Michael Taylor to be placed on restricted list for the Toronto series in Toronto. So they're pretty wow. much missing their entire lineup here. So I think yeah. this might be a spot for you just to kind of take uh, the Toronto Blue Jays here all weekend long. Yeah, that absolutely changes things. What will they do then, then? Can they, if they vote, a 25-man roster? I think you probably named seven players there. Did they, yeah. did they travel with 18 or did they, take, did they take seven from AAA or what have you? I don't even think they could get in the country. Yeah, they can't get, even get into the country in Canada, yeah. let alone play there. So it's probably going to have to be bench guys or they're going to have to call up some guys, like you mentioned, that are vaccinated um and uh and and go from there so um i, I don't know I, I there's something to definitely keep an eye on so maybe we have for lineups if you do see a line out as you as you're reading this or sorry as you're listening to this uh maybe jump on the blue jays because i think that is some significant news as far as you know guys that are going to be able to play and guys that are not going to be able to play so it looks like an early all-star break for some of those guys huh yeah absolutely um that's good info, that Moon. If I, I need to uh, replace MJ Melendez for the weekend in my fantasy team, uh, you might have you might have saved me if you could. There, uh, we're laughing in the background. Noah is behind the scenes, like the Wizard of Oz, uh, doing the captions tonight, and he's making us laugh with a couple of things that keep uh, popping up. Uh, so if you're not on the on the YouTube uh, stream, then you're missing out here. Um, all these lines are available um, at the win, uh, where you can use the wins bet $50 to win $200 promotion. The $50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Uh, and win bet are reducing the juice in baseball games as well. So it's by far the best place to get your MLB bets on. The fantasy football promo is still running as well. Um, if you bet $500 or more on sports or casino, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club which includes a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Uh, loads to choose from. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, 
and I will tell you about Sleeper, uh, the app where one assumes you have your fantasy football league. Uh, I absolutely certainly do. Um, but they have added uh, to that already fantastic um, app a over under game where you can make a few quid now. Uh, you can choose your players, choose your props, um, hits in baseball, total bases we've been playing, strikeout props, things like that. Um, and you can choose your own stake and then win between two and 20 times that stake uh, by being right. You can get in there with all your friends. You can tail each other's picks. Uh, you can copy their picks across and have a little bit of fun in the chat while you're doing it. So if you download the Sleeper app um, to play that over or under game, if you use the code sleeper.com slash SGP MLB, uh, Sleeper will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Uh, the code is sleeper.com slash SGP MLB for your 100% deposit match bonus. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next is, I am definitely going to forget the New York Mets game in a bit. So when I do that, Dylan, wave at me or something, because it's now disappeared off the top left hand corner of my screen, uh, never to return to my mind. Uh, 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Elvin Rodriguez is back. I haven't seen him for a few weeks uh, for the Detroit Tigers. And Tristan McKenzie for the Guardians. Um, now, uh, this is another no lines. We've got a few coming up, actually. We've got a little run. Um, I don't know why this wouldn't be priced up because I've seen both pitches um, confirmed pretty much all day for me. Um, so we'll throw this across to Dylan, uh, see if he can shed any light on the pitching matchup and why there's no lines or if indeed he sees any. Yeah, I don't see any lines. I do have both pitchers, Rodriguez and McKenzie, going. I made uh, McKenzie over a $2 favorite. I know I'm a little h higher than most people on the Guardians and their pitching staff, but I just don't like the way this Tiger team has been playing. They've lost four out of the last five, and they've been really struggling to score some runs. As as for the Cleveland Indians, they've won three out of their last five. At home, they're a little better. They're 22-18, and 18, while the Tigers, they're 15-27 and 27 on the road. Don't like to back this team on the road, and I just want to fade Rodriguez here. He has an 11-51 ERA, so... I like McKenzie here. If you want to go first five, eliminate the bullpens. I like that first five money line or first five minus a half. So I'm going to be on the Guardians here. Uh, Moon, after did you have much on this? Yeah, Tristan McKenzie in his career against the um, Detroit Tigers, two and one with a 1.17 ERA, 1.17, 37 strikeouts and five appearances. Um, he did have a start earlier this year against the Tigers where he went seven and two-thirds innings and only allowed two earned runs, which were, uh, I think, yeah, both solo home runs that he gave up. So, um, you know, if he's able to get that run support, I know that the uh, Guardians have been putting up runs, at least in their in the series, uh, in their past series. Uh, I know uh, I had them yesterday where they got, I think, about four runs in that game. I know they got shelled in that second game of the doubleheader, but um, – Dylan's right. I think that you, you you can't put your money behind Elvin Rodriguez here. I mean, he's been atrocious all season long, and I'm trying to see if he did have any uh, rehab starts or AAA starts before they brought him back up. And um, he was pretty decent, but now you're going up against a, a professional baseball team here. So uh, I'll probably go with the Guardians on the run line here. Yeah, I think Guardians run line is the only play I would probably – Get to. I didn't have anything else for this. Um, I've had a bit of a crush on McKenzie ever since he pitched lights out against the Yankees about two weeks ago. Um, he was absolutely outstanding. So I made a mental note to follow him. Um, 
I was hoping to get him in some more competitive situations than he'll face tomorrow. Uh, you're right. I've watched Detroit as well the last couple of nights and they don't look like scoring any runs. If they're going to win a game, they need to win it two to one. Uh, and that doesn't look like happening with Elvin Rodriguez on the mound. Uh, next up is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. We have a TBD pitcher for the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays pitcher will be Drew Rasmussen. Uh, no lines again. Uh, hands up, gents, if you see any lines, but I've got nothing uh, for this. I've seen nothing all day either. Um, I can give you. Do either of you? Have either of you seen a Boston pitcher at all? I yeah, see, go on, Moonaf. I see Cutter Crawford. I don't know if Dylan's oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who I got as well. My sources are letting me down today, gents. This is unacceptable. Uh, Drew Rasmussen <laughs> is five and three. Um, with a 310 ERA, has pitched 66 and two thirds, um, with 57 strikeouts. Uh, Rasmussen, he's a bit of a head scratcher. He's only made it out the fourth inning once, um, in his last five starts. Um, he's been going along okay. Um, he has been on the road for four of those starts, so maybe some home comforts for Rasmussen might seem in a little bit of a better light. He's got a 165 home ERA. Um, in quite a big sample as well. That's 32 um, and two-thirds innings. Uh, Cutter Crawford, uh, that you've just turned me on to, is uh, two and two, has a 4.50 ERA. Has pitched 30 innings uh, with 38 strikeouts. Um, he's not been going along too badly at all, really. He gave up four runs um, against St. Louis. He's had his last three starts at home, um, but he's been quite highly tried. He's played his face St. Louis, Tampa Bay, and New York Yankees uh, in those three starts and went well. Uh, one earned run given up against the Yankees, zero earned runs given up against Tampa Bay. Um, so, yeah, 365 on the road, relatively so small sample. Um, I don't have a play, I don't have any lines here, but I think Crawford could go quite well here. Um, it's no secret that I've been slightly under uh, on this Tampa Bay race offense over the last couple of weeks, even in the spots they've scored runs, I'm not hugely convinced by it. Um, so maybe a first five under, maybe a tall, but I need to see them. But I don't mind cutting a Crawford at all. I wouldn't let that put you off uh, getting involved with Boston if you wanted to. That would be my reading of the situation. Uh, Moon after your Boston Red Sox cut a Crawford. Yeah, I agree about the under that you just said there, Malcolm. Uh, you know, Drew Rasmussen has, he's been really good at home, 3-0 and with a 1.65 ERA and, Cutter Crawford over his last five games, uh, he started three of those, uh, appeared obviously in five, one and one with a 2.11 ER. He did face the uh, Tampa Bay race twice already this season. He's gone eight and, a, eight and one third innings total, only given up three hits and zero earned runs in that span, 13 to one uh, strikeout to a uh, walk ratio. So nice. uh, back on July 4th, uh, the Tamp, no, actually, the Boston Red Sox actually won that game against the Rays with uh, Cutter Crawford on the mound, where he went five and five and a third inning, gave up two hits, and had eight strikeouts in that game. So um, maybe something we'll we'll talk to Noah about, but maybe a strikeout prop here for Cutter Crawford, maybe in order. But I do like the under uh, underplay that you're talking about here. If it comes out around eight, I do love the under in this game. Yeah, he, stri- he strikes out some batters. Does Cutter Crawford? Uh, Dylan, interesting game. This where did you land? Yeah, so I honestly set the Rays heavy favorites, minus 150. They just had the Red Sox number. I'm not high on them. I do agree with the underplay. I set my line at 7.9. So first five under, I really agree with. I'm not too thrown away by Cutter Crawford. I think he has been doing all right with the situation he's given. But 
I just favor the Rays here. They've won the last four head-to-head meetings. They're six and four in the last ten, uh, twenty-seven and seventeen at home. So I just like the Rays here right now. And the Red Sox—they've lost three of their last five. So they—they they just can't get it together against this Rays team. And I, I just like the Rays here at home. So I'll probably be on the Rays some form, but I do like the under for you guys. Uh, next game is possibly the most fun-looking game of the evening. The handicap is a 7:15 Eastern first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Tyler Anderson, the lefty, goes for the Dodgers, and Dakota Hudson is on the bump for St. Louis. Uh, the lines are uh, St. Louis a plus 130, another home puppy for Dylan. Uh, Dodgers minus 153. Total here is set at eight and a half. Uh, Dylan, we'll pass this straight across to you. Have you uh, been seduced by by the home dog again? No, it's another one where my line is just too close for me to have any action. I do lean Dodgers on the money line, but after going on that st- losing stretch, the Cardinals, they won three in a row and kind of have found their offense. Uh, the Dodgers, they're still rolling, and they almost came back last night in that loss against the Cardinals, but... Right, right here. I, I just think they have the better team, the Dodgers, everywhere. Pitching, hitting, fielding, in every category. So don't want to fade them. So maybe you want to include them in a money line parlay. So for the show, I'll take the Dodgers here. Uh, so the Dodgers uh, for Dylan. Moon off, what you got? Yeah, I agree with everything Dylan uh, just said there. I don't have much more to add there. Okay. Uh, short and sweet. Um, I quite like the over here. Uh Tyler Anderson, uh, wobbly might not be the word, but he's uh, he's given up three, four, and three earned runs um, in three of his last four starts. Um, against relatively weak oppo as well, that way. The, the Cubs, the Rockies, and the Reds all got to him a little bit. Um, so I think he had to regress. He was, he was pitching so well in the first couple of months of the season. There's no way that was going to hold. So... Um, He's still been fantastic. I mean, he's 9-1 with a 3.15 ERA. But he's just given up a few runs um, lately. Uh, The ERA for um, Dakota Hudson at a level four, um, he can give up a few runs. So I think between both pitches, we could get there. Uh, We could get to six or seven, and then a couple of late runs from the bullpen can get us up to nine. Uh, So I'll take 5-4 to somebody, and we'll get over eight and a half. Uh, That was my reading of this one. 7.40 7.40 Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins, which is Johnny Cueto for the White Sox and Sonny Gray for the Twins. The White Sox are plus 131. Minnesota minus 154. Totally errors eight and a half and we'll chuck this across the moon. Sorry. Uh, I was looking at another screen here. Um, no, we Johnny- won't. Actually, sorry. Uh... Johnny Cueto's... Uh, yeah, go on, Moon. I thought you Yeah, Cueto's been uh, pretty solid so far uh, for the uh, Chicago White Sox here. Um, three and... What is it? Four and three uh, so far. Sorry, three and four in a, with a 2.91 ERA over his last five games. He's been really solid. Three and one with a 2.23 ERA um, on the road. Two and one with a 1.74 uh, ERA. So... Pretty solid here for the Chicago uh, White Sox so far this season. Um, on the mound for the Minnesota Twins, like you mentioned there, Malcolm Sonny Gray, who's been also really good for the Twins so far this season. Four and two with a 3.03 ERA. Last five games, he's one and one with a 3.86 ERA at home. 
2-0 with a 2.83 ERA. I think the one thing that really sticks out to me uh, between these two pitchers is their ERAs against the division that they are in, which is the AL Central, right? Uh, Johnny Cueto, uh, 20 innings pitch against uh, AL Central uh, opponents. Uh, he's only given up two earned runs in that span uh, for the Chicago White Sox. And Sonny Gray against the AL Central, 3-0 and with a 1.91 ERA. Um, 21, sorry, 28 in a third innings pitch, and he's only given up six earned runs in that span. Uh, to uh, AL Central, I'm sorry, opponents. So I'm trying to filter this down and see if Sonny Gray has faced the White Sox this season. Uh, he hasn't faced them either, but um, and I'm going to filter this down also to see if Johnny Cueto has faced the Twins uh, this season. He did his last start was uh, on July 4th against this um, Twins team, where he did go six innings in that game, gave up five hits, and only allowed two earned runs. Over his career, I know this dates all the way back to 2012, um, so not really relevant, but I'm just going to throw it out there. He has a perfect 3-0 record against the uh, Minnesota Twins with a 1.38 ERA. So with all that being said, uh, we know we talked a lot about Minnesota being uh, an under team. I know their offense did kind of come back around, but it's been a little consistent over the past week or so here. So I like the under in this game, Malcolm, between these two divisional opponents, between the White Sox and the Twins. Um, your point there about the, the stats against the AL Central, I'm just flicking through my notes because we've had a couple of those um, in the last few nights. And I think the takeaway from this is that anyone can pitch in the AL Central. Uh, we picked out uh, Brady Singer last night. Um, we had a good record against the AL Central. And, um, I think if you get a chance, if you're in that division, your numbers are going to be uh, repressed because of it. Um, yeah. I came down on the under as well. I think both pitches have been okay. Um Eight and a half seems like a fair number. Uh, Dylan can expand on that in a little while. Um, I watched Minnesota tonight. They're just struggling with runners in scoring position, Minnesota. The the three consecutive innings, they left two runners on base. I think it might have been four, actually. It was four consecutive innings, they left two runners on base because they left nine uh, nine runners uh, on base in the first five innings because I was sweating that as my luck of the day. Eventually, they walked it off uh, with a three-run um Jose Miranda shot in the uh, bottom of the ninth. But yeah, struggling to get the Ducks off the pond, uh, Minnesota. So I'll take the under eight and a half. Um, Dylan, what was your line? Yeah. Yeah, I do like the under. I set my total at 8.1. But uh, this game was kind of hard to handicap. Uh, I made my When I made my lines and they opened up, I was very close to taking the White Sox. But then I checked a little later on in the day. Now I'm closer to taking the Twins. Uh, I don't want to lay minus 150. I'm even seeing my minus 153s with the Twins. I need at least a plus 130 to take them on the run line. So if you had to play this game, maybe you put the Twins in, a, in another money line parlay. Twins are a very good home team. So I, I lean the Twins here in this one. Okay, so we get the Twins there for Dylan. Um if you're going to be uh, up and about watching the golf, uh, early starts uh, for you boys over the pond uh, when the Open starts this week, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, what you need is a cup of trade coffee uh, to keep you going while you're sweating your bets out there uh, for the Open. Trade coffee uh, will send you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. Um, all small businesses who pay farmers fair prices um, to sustainably source their beans from around the world. Uh, so whether you're a coffee snob or you just know what you like, um, you'll get a selection 
of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's taste. Um, answer a couple of questions on the website. You'll get your own personalised variety of coffee delivered fresh to you as often as you like. You'll have it as freshly roasted beans or ground, however you brew it at home. And if you don't love your first order, then replace it for free. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. Uh, right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off the first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. Um, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. That'll get you through to the uh, Sunday conclusion of the golf. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP. 8.05 Eastern first pitch is the Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers. Marco Gonzalez gets a start for Seattle. Um, officially a TBD pitcher here for Texas. I've got Martin Perez going, uh, so you boys can correct me if you think I'm wrong on that one. Um, no lines, unfortunately, as we are speculating uh, on that pitcher. No lines at all. Again, um, Give me a shout, gents, if you think you've got a line in front of you. Uh, Gonzalez is five and nine uh, with a 324 ERA. He's pitched 94 and a third with 49 strikeouts. Uh, Perez is seven and two, um, 272 ERA, 106 innings, pitched 86 strikeouts. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is getting better. He's uh, been part of the Seattle uh, revival that we've seen. 251 ERA in his last five. He's been really consistent. You get six or seven innings and he'll give up two or three earned runs. That's it. That's what you get out of Marco Gonzalez. Um, he's got a 329 road ERA, which is okay. Um, Perez has been good. He's been surprisingly good, actually. I haven't handicapped Martin Perez for a long time. Um, and his record surprised me. He has had three bad starts in a row. He's given up 13 earned runs uh, in his last three starts. He is four into at home. A uh, little tick there with a 292 ERA. And in division has a 162 ERA. Um, both of these pitches, when I was looking at them, uh, gave me a little bit of trust. Um, so I don't know what the line is. Um, I'll either be taking an under or a first five under. Um, I think these pitches can go well and keep the slow scoring earlier on. Um, Dylan, did you get Perez? And if so, what was your line? Yeah, I got Martin Perez. I made, So for the total, I made it a 9.1. I do think we'll see a little high scoring just because of what you mentioned. I think Martin Perez is starting to regress a little. He's mm -hmm. uh, given up a lot of runs in the past three games, like you mentioned. But for the side, I made the Rangers a minus 140 favorite. I made the Mariners a plus 140 underdog. Minus one and a half for the Rangers, plus 144. Plus one and a half is plus 144 for the Mariners. So I'm hoping to get a good number on the Mariners. I just can't fade them right now. I, they're, they're one of the hottest teams right now. They're gearing up to try to get a second half push as well going into the all-star break. But I, I got to imagine the tech, the Rangers are going to open up as the favorite, maybe a short favorite at home, but they're not that good at home. 20 and 22, and I don't really want to fade this Mariner team right now. So maybe I'll look like a first five plus a half with Marco Gonzalez, but I'll, I'll probably be on the Mariners some shape or form. Yeah, you've been sweet on the Mariners for a little while now, and it's paid off quite nicely. Uh, Moon, I've interesting game this one to handicap. Yeah, I agree with everything Dylan just said there, that they got the job done for me on Wednesday afternoon, uh, did the Mariners. They got out to a 3 nothing lead, and uh, that was pretty much it for the um, – 
for the Seattle Mariners uh, today. I know uh, they got the victory six to four. So they're all the, they are one of the hottest teams in the uh, MLB right now, right up there with the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So um, yeah, I, I got to go with the um, with, with the Mariners here as well. The Rangers. Dylan said it again that Martin Perez is starting to regress a little bit. He's given up a lot of runs over his last three starts uh, to the opposition. So you continue to write the hot hand here, right, Malcolm? Because we've talked a lot about yep. last going back to last season, the roulette wheel. If you're, are you going to be the guy that's going to continue mm-hmm. to bet on red, or are you going to fade it? So I'm going to be the guy that continue uh, to bet on red here since it's come up what eight, nine times in a row here. Yeah, absolutely. It was a comfortable win this afternoon uh, for Seattle. Never in doubt, really, against the Nationals. Um, Apologies here to Jeff Fox, but I have remembered to scroll back up and get to the Mets-Cubs game, which is at 8.05 Eastern first pitch, so Foxy won't be winning uh, his bingo card this evening. Carlos Carrasco uh, will pitch for the New York Mets, and Keegan Thompson goes for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, This is another one where we've got no lines. This is probably more to do with the uh, Chicago Cubs uh, wind, the Wrigley Field wind, uh, rather than the pitchers going. So, um, Dylan, uh, anything on your Mets? You've got your jersey on, so uh, tell us the Mets are going to win again. Yeah, well, they're going to win again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I do only have money lines posted for this one. Uh, Mets are minus 144 favorite. The Cubs are plus 122 underdogs. That's a little steep for the Mets, but I got to ride them. I only made them a minus 135 favorite. Um, and I think the total isn't posted because I'm looking at the weather right now. For tomorrow around game time, you got eight mile an hour winds blowing in at Wrigley. So expect the ball to come in. Uh, Jeff McNeil is still on paternity leave. They ju- he just had a kid. Starling Marte, I think they're going to hold him off maybe until All-Star with his uh, hamstring injury. So Mets are losing, uh, have lost to some players, but just can't back the Cubs here at home. 17 and 28 at home. The Mets, they're rolling right now, 26 and 19. Yeah. And Sano just said it can't take the Cubs right now. Exactly. Smart man. Let's ride the Mets here. Uh, Moon, off you on the Mets. I want to be, but I can. I mean, looking at Carrasco's numbers over the last five games, he's 2-2 two and two with a 6.29 ERA. And then I know he's had two good straight starts against the Rangers and the uh, Miami Marlins. And where he got into trouble was against the Houston Astros. But who's not getting into trouble against them right now? So, uh, maybe Cross goes to be able to find his form again here uh, in this game against the Cubs, uh, but definitely not. Don't want to put my money on the Cubs either. You guys hit it um, as well. But Keegan Thompson has been pretty good over his last five games for the Chicago Cubs. He's one and one with a 1.93 ERA, uh, 28 innings pitch. He's only allowed six earned runs in that span. So, um, and again, at home, he's four and one with a 2.14. And if the wind is blowing in in this game, with some key guys missing for the Mets as well, I can only look at the direction of take possibly taking an under in this game. Uh, yeah, the, uh, again, I've got I've got no real uh, official picks here. I'll lean the Mets, I'll lean the under, uh, but but I'd be guessing with no numbers really. Um, yeah, the Cubs do so. Cincinnati, you've nearly caught them up. <laughs> Cincinnati are one game back um, of the Cubs now, um, and after that horrific start Cincinnati had. Um, that's relatively embarrassing stuff from the Chicago Cubs to have been reeled in uh, by a Cincinnati team who give them such a good head start. Uh, two games left to handicap here, and we'll crack on with the Houston Astros at the LA Angels, which is at 8.07 first pitch. And the matchup is two lefties, Framba Valdez for Houston, 
And Reed Detmers is back. Has he been somewhere? Has he been on the IL? I haven't seen his name crop up for a little while. Uh, Reed Detmers for the Angels. Um, if I can find some lines, which I can. Houston are minus 155. LA plus 135. Total here set at eight. Uh, and we'll pass this across to Moonaf. Um, hometown Houston at LA Angels. Yeah, Framber Valdez on the season so far, 8-4 and four with a 2.64 ERA, 96 strikeouts, 40 walks so far this season. But the one the one area that I do want to back Framber Valdez is on the road. And so far this season, he is 5-2 and two with a 1.76 ERA, uh, 66 and two-thirds innings pitch on the road so far this season. He's only allowed 13 earned runs in that span. The walks are a little bit of a concern with Framber Valdez, where he's given up 25 of his 40 walks on the road so far this season. But um, filtering it further down against the Angels, um, at least this season, he's already faced them, I believe, it three times. Um, he had one really bad start against them, which was back all the way in April. Not sure how much we can take away from that. The last start was July 3rd against his Angels team, where he did go six innings and only allowed two earned runs uh, in that game. And I believe the Astros um, won that game 4-2. to two for uh for the hometown team reed detmers like you mentioned two and three with a 4.22 era last five games he's been pretty solid uh he hasn't recorded a win yet but the era is very respectable at 3.47 for the uh los angeles angels he has faced the uh astros once so far this season uh four innings three hits two earned runs allowed in that game he did give up two long balls to the astros in that game um his last start was against the Orioles where he went six innings of shutout baseball and only gave up two hits, but the bullpen really blew it up for the Angels in that game, and they lost that game 5-4. to four. So um, I'm going to continue backing the Astros here. Give me the Astros run line, minus one and a half in this game. I think Framber Valdez does well. And again, this Angels team is just not hitting right now. And Mike Trout, I believe, left the game on Tuesday night for the Angels. Not sure what his status will be, but... Otani's going to be on the mound on Wednesday for the uh, uh, Angels. Maybe he gets a day off going into the All-Star break. But other than that, outside those two guys, Malcolm, this team is nothing for uh, is the Angels. So give me the Astros run line. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dylan, um, any any strong fancies here? Uh, I do like the Angel, uh, Angels. I do like the Astros run line play by Munoff. Uh, plus 112 is good. I, I was willing to lay minus 110 with them on the run line, so I do like that play. But give me the over 8. I set my total at 8.5. We've seen some high-scoring games between these two. Angels, I think they're broken right now. But three of their last five games have gone over the number. And the Astros are 6-4 and four towards the over in their last 10 games. I know Framber Valdez has pitched well on the road this season, but like Munoff said, he's faced the Angels three times this year. He's given up eight runs in 17 innings, and uh, he's, faced the, he's faced the Angels out of any team the most this season, and I, I think they'll be able to score some runs on him. So with the recent success of how good the Astros have been playing and I'm going to be fading Detmers, I think we see a higher scoring games. Uh, it also helps that we have nine mile an hour winds blowing in through center field. So I love the over and I think Insano got it right. Maybe you want to do the Mets and the Astros money line parlay because you can't trust the Cubs and the Angels here. Um, I quite like the under on this one. In fact, I'm going to take the first Ooh. five under because the, the Angels bullpen's done me in a little bit uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, 
Valdez is good. He's got no problem with that. The the under really um, hinges on what we expect from Detmers. And Detmers was going along okay earlier in the season. I believe he had a no-hitter. Um, so just going back through his game long series, zero in runs through six innings against Baltimore. And that was his first start back. He had maybe, what, two, three weeks, possibly two and a half weeks uh, in the minors. He was sent down. He had a, a couple of rough starts um against uh, the LA Dodgers and the Royals. Uh, but before that, you've got you've got zero, uh, you've got scoreless um, starts against the Red Sox and the Yankees thrown in there. So maybe he was feeling something, just needed a little bit of a rest, needed uh, to regroup. He's just, he's just a young lad and he's come back up uh, and that start last week was promising. So I think we can trust Detmers. Um, and uh, like we say, Valdez is good. The Angels are broken, uh, probably missing Trout. The Astros are missing Alvarez, uh, so a little, uh, slightly weakened lineups, um, and I'm happy to trust Detmers uh, for a little while, and I'll take the first five under here. Um, hey, Mal- Malcolm, real quick, do you want to do? Do you want to do another showdown oh. for the people? You, you're on the under. I'm on the over. Oh, okay, so what what rules are we playing by, Dylan? I don't know. The same thing. Whoever whoever wins. Uh, if, it, if it ends in the middle, we, we give like a gift card away to the people like how me and uh, Noah did. Okay, yeah, count yeah. me in. All right, cool. I can't possibly lose. Um, <laughs> next is 9.45 Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the San Francisco Giants. Um, this might be the best pitching matchup. In fact, it is. There's no might be about it. Um, it is Corbin Burns for the Brewers. And it is Carlos Rodon, the lefty, for the San Francisco Giants. And the Brewers are minus 110. The Giants are minus 108. It's a pick em, pretty much. Totally are at six and a half. Um, Dylan, six and a half. We don't see many of them now uh, we're into the summer. Uh, what's your line? Yeah, I set my line at 6.2. I don't think it was low enough. Uh, I do like the under here, t- the best pitching matchup of the night. But I'm going to take a shot here with the Brewers. I did make them a minus 115 favorite with Burns on the mound. Both pitchers have been having great seasons, but I do think Burns is just a little better than Rodon right now. Burns has actually been better on the road than at home this season. In his last four starts on the road, he's only given up four runs in 25 innings. I know the Brewers just lost to the Twins today, but and then they have to travel. But I think they'll be up for this game. This is a big series going into the All-Star break for them. So... Give me the Brewers to get the job done here on the money line. I got it at minus 108. Uh, Moonaf, Brewers at uh, Giants. Yeah, I don't know how you could play a, a over in this game with these two stud pitchers on the mound, uh, but it's going to work very well in like 10 to 9 as well. It's just been that kind of week in baseball so far. But yeah, Corbin Burns, I mean, he, he's been – He's been good. I mean, he's been pitching at a Cy Young level. There's no better way to put it. Seven and four on the season, 2.20 ERA. I think the difference here might be is that the Giants offense has just just been struggling mightily um, over the past two weeks here. And again, we talked about the Dallas Keuchel. I think that's a, a outlier for sure because he's just been that bad. But um, Corbin Burns did face the Giants uh, uh, earlier this season where he went six and two-thirds, uh, two hits allowed only, and didn't give up any runs in that game as well. And Carlos Rodon has been really good for the um, San Francisco Giants as well. Um, over his last five games, Malcolm, he is um, 
let's see here if it pulls up for me. Uh, three and one with a one point eight zero ERA uh, at home. Four and one with a two point zero eight ERA. So all signs are pointing to an under here for me as well. And I, I would I agree with uh, Dylan about the Brewers as well as a side. Um, yeah, the six and a half kind of makes puts you off a little bit, uh, makes you bold, but I think you have to take it. Um, I don't know why I've got it in my head that the San Francisco Giants don't score very many runs um, when it's simply not true. Um, they've scored quite a lot of runs. They've scored 412, which isn't that far behind uh, the Dodgers, and it's more than quite a lot of the good teams. Uh, it's more than the the Cardinals. It's more than the Twins. It's more than the Blue Jays. Um, but, yeah, again, still out on this... Uh, Brewers lineup. I, I faded them today. I took Minnesota as my luck. Uh, Milwaukee scored one run and didn't particularly um, look like scoring many more. So yeah, I've got to take the uh, under six and a half. You can take this big in a little, a little three to one, something like that. So um, yeah, fairly straightforward and won't win any prizes. But I will stick with the under. Um, and that has got us to the end of these thirteen games. Uh, lock and dog picks to come momentarily. Uh, Captain Insano is criticising my uh, casual podcasting technique, shall we put it? Um, so it's full full tuxedos tomorrow, boys. Full uh, dinner jackets, top hats, monocles, all things like that. Uh, we look very smart uh, for Thursday night. Uh, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode will not actually protect your privacy? Um, you might as well give all your private data away to hackers, advertisers and other prying eyes which is why at the MLB Gambling Podcast, we all, to a man, use IP Vanish VPN uh, to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet. It encrypts 100% of your data, so all your passwords, browsing history, uh, location, things like that will be hidden, making you virtually invisible online. Um, you can use IP Vanish on as many devices as you want. You can use it on your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff, and IP Vanish will give you... Um, 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. The equivalent of getting nine months for free. Dead easy to use. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use that promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, that was a tricky... A tricky slate of games to handicap. We had four or five games without lines. We've got a lot of TBD pitches. But the winners are in there, boys, and it's our job to find them. Uh, so we will start. Uh, we'll start with Dylan. Uh, we'll give Moon half a chance to steal himself for these two glorious winners he's going to give us to break his duck. Uh, Dylan, what have you got first up? All right. So from I'll start with my lock, uh, and I'll go right back to the game we just talked about. I'm going to take a shot with the Brewers here. I think they're the better team right now. I know they just lost today, but I think Burns is better right now than uh, Carlos Rodon. So I'm going to back the Brewers here. And you, you mentioned that they, they've scored a lot of runs. Total runs, the Giants are seventh in the league. Brewers aren't far behind. They've scored their 10th in the league in total runs. So They've been scoring some runs as well. I'm going to back them on the road. And for my dog, I'm going to take a shot with the Yankees to bounce back. Minus one and a half at plus 110. I got it at plus 125. Still plus money out there. I think Nasty Nestor, he's going to dominate the Reds at home. Uh, the Yankees have not lost a single game he's pitched at home this season. So I think they bounce back in a big way, show everyone why they're the best team right now. 
Okay, so Dylan refuses to learn a lesson. Uh, Moonaf, have you learned? Have you learned the lesson? What have you got for us? Uh, for my lock, let's go with the Astros run line minus one and a half at even money uh, against the Los Angeles Angels with Fran Valdez on the mound. Like I said, he's been really good against the uh, LA. Uh, sorry, on the road, and then he he's faced the LA Angels several times. So I'm not sure if we'll have Mike Trout in the lineup or even Otani in the lineup. But even if those both of those guys are in or one of the two is in, I still have confidence in his Houston Astros team with Framber Valdez on the mound. And Reed Detmers, he's been good, but I think this is a, a pitcher that the Astros can tag for, you know, four to five runs at least. So I think that uh, the Astros should take care of business here against the LA Angels. So give me the minus one and a half at even money for the Astros as my lock. Uh, for my dog, I'm going to go to the Colorado Rockies, plus 115 with Kyle Freeland, Freeland on the mound. It's really just simply fading uh, uh, Blake Snell here. Um, he had his last good start, which was against the Giants. But, you know, that's past week, like we talked about several times on this pod, the Giants are just not putting up the runs. But um, I think it's a spot we've, we talked about where the Rockies have been really good against left-handed pitching um, so far this season. And I think that Blake Snell has struggled against the Rockies when we handicapped the game. So I had a plus price at home. Give me the Rockies plus 115 on the money line as my dog. Okay. I do like that. Uh... Colorado Rockies play Moon off uh, only a matter of time before um, before you you turn things around and that looks like a great place to start. Um, my lock tomorrow, I am going to the LA Dodgers and the St Louis Cardinals game. They're going to go over eight and a half, and the Dodgers have been involved in quite a lot of high scoring games lately. Finished seven to six. Last night against the Cards, they had that mad game against the Cubs that was, I don't know what it finished, it was 9-8 when I got sick of watching it in about the fifth inning. Um, so there's been a lot of runs kicking about and Anderson um, has been uh, giving up a few uh, in his last start. And Hudson's always good for a couple as well. So I think we can uh, get over eight and a half in that one. So I'll lock that up. And for my dog, um, I've got to go back to the Poopy Pirates. Uh Pittsburgh plus 136 to win at Miami. Um, I really, I couldn't put a cigarette paper between these two teams um, in the handicap. So at the better price and with the ignorance of alternatives in terms of uh, underdogs, um, Pittsburgh will be my uh, play. And they've been kind to me as well um, recently, Pittsburgh. So why not? Uh, I will not bite the hand that feeds me and I'll take the Pirates here at plus 136. And that, boys and girls, um, is the end of... uh, is the end of our little handicap. Um, anything else? Oh, shit. I've just dropped my phone. Um, anything else happening the uh, the rest of the week? The uh, the golf starting tomorrow. Have you got any plays for the golf, Moonaf? I'm back. No, <laughs> no, uh, no plays for me uh, officially yet, but make sure to check out the Golf Gambling Podcast. Um, I mean, it'll probably already pass the time you listen to this with, a, with the uh, tournament starting, but um you know those guys have been crushing it all season long and um just make sure to follow them i'm pretty sure i'm just going to follow those guys picks okay good times uh dylan you got a uh, interest in the golf uh i play man off i don't know in, in golf no but uh xander xander's my pick for the open Okay, so because I've no, got a little no, bit of no real, Xander. No real, yeah, no real reason. I just saw Capra on Twitter post him playing him, so just going to tell him. Yeah, I've got a bit of Xander in the hooch, and I've got a little bit of Matt Fitzpatrick, and then everyone's favourite supervillain, Patrick Reed as well. Uh, a little bit of 80 to 1 about Patrick Reed, so we'll be cheering him on on, uh, on Sunday night. Um, cheers, everyone, for listening. Um, the Discord channel is up 
and running and fizzing with vitality. Um, so get across there. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, um, all the channels that you need. Um, apart from that, um, the usual place, uh, like, rate, review. It's really appreciated. Uh, Noah's been killing it on the socials and with his little shorts on YouTube as well. Uh, so get across and check those out. You know where to find us. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, on behalf of the MLB Gambling Podcast, and we will see you down the road. Cheers.